0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Two hours down, one more to play with on this Tuesday night here in New York City. Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock, where we'll pass the baton to Larry Hardesty taking over at the top of the hour. 800-919-3776, that's how you invite yourself into the phone conversation. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram, hit me up. Little potpourri here at the top. We did a lot on the show today. We started with the quarterback conundrum in New York for both of our local teams and on the Jets. Aaron Rodgers to me is the obvious choice. He gives you the best chance at winning a Super Bowl. I understand the trepidation about his age and about his behavior, uh, as far as you know the body language and how he can rub some teammates the wrong way and how he sometimes says bizarre things. But if I'm trying to get to relevancy in the form of contending for Super Bowls, which haven't done in haven't <laughs> been, been to the Super Bowl in fifty years, haven't been to the playoffs in twelve years. Aaron Rodgers is the guy. I know He's a four-time league MVP, and I know that having him under center makes me an immediate contender. I have zero evidence that Derek Carr can even win you a playoff game, and that is just a comparison between Rodgers and Carr. If Rodgers is not available, would I take Derek Carr in a heartbeat? Absolutely, because maybe he did get a raw deal in Oakland, Las Vegas, because he had six different head coaches, had a ton of play callers, and there was really no consistency that would help you know, lead him to have any type of sustained success. So maybe there is more to Derek Carr than we've seen on the surface. But if it comes down to Rodgers versus uh, versus Carr, I'm definitely going with the former over the latter. I I need to be able to compete with Mahomes and Barrow. That's that's the standard right there. And I I think Aaron Rodgers with this Jet defense and the skill position players they have and all the weapons. Would be able to do that. As far as the Giants are concerned, people are calling Daniel Jones crazy and annoyed with him because he asked for $45 million a year. How dare he do that? Uh, um, Are you being disingenuous or voluntarily ignorant? Of course he should ask for this. Doesn't mean the Giants have to pay him that. But he recognizes maybe he does have some leverage here. Now, ultimately, it could lead to him being franchise-tagged and having to go into another prove-it year. But for Daniel Jones, uh, fresh off of what he did last season and the Giants not having a legitimate alternative, then yes, ask for what you want to ask for. doesn't mean they're going to pay you that, but see if there is a team that's going to pay you that if they swoop in. I think the best situation for him is here with the Giants because they were still tremendous value. And I know the Giants... Uh, the last you know, prior to last year, I didn't want a playoff game in a decade, but this is a a first class organization. Uh, it, it's one of the pillars in the NFL. There is still value to being the quarterback of the New York Giants. So Daniel Jones, with that in mind, and Brian Dable, who just won head uh, coach of the year, I, I think that the best play for him is to remain in New York. But if there's a team that's going to pay him $45 million, uh, have at it. So it, it, I, I do think it's funny that in Daniel Jones' conversation changed because after the loss to Philly, if you dare to be critical of him, Giant fans quick to say, oh, no, he's great, he's great. Daniel Jones, look at the season he just had. I ride for Daniel Jones. Now that he's asking for all of this money, it's like, hold up. He's crazy. I, Daniel Jones was really good, but I want to call it great look at his numbers. So it's, the, the conversation changed uh, once he started asking for all this money and Giant fans might have felt that he wasn't worth it. I don't think he's going to get it. But they'll they'll come to some type of agreement, whether it be franchise tag or long term deal. If you're the Giants though, and you're gonna give them a long term deal, you're marrying this guy, hoping that he is going to be a up become an upper echelon quarterback. This is no longer a league where defense wins championships. We saw the Super Bowl thirty-eight to thirty-five. Can he get to the level of Jalen Hurts, can he get to the level of whoever the quarterback is for the Niners? The Cowboys still in your way because we can have fun with Dak throwing pick sixes all we want. The reality is you haven't beaten him since his rookie season seven years ago. So that's a team you still have to overcome. Daniel Jones with weapons is a top what quarterback in the league? That's for you to figure out. As far as the basketball is concerned, Knicks will be back in action this week, uh, as they begin their second half of the season, they're going to play uh, the Wizards on Friday. I've got a back-to-back Wizards and Pelicans coming up. They're making a push for the fifth seed. Uh, just three games back, 22 left to play uh, three games back of the Nets for the fifth seed. I think that's their only legitimate path to getting to the second round. They're not beating Philly. They're not beating Milwaukee. They're not beating Boston in the first round. So you get to the second round by virtue of a chance to beat the Cavs, who I would still pick to win that series because I think they're a better team. But your, your, your path to getting to the second round, the easiest one has to be the one that goes through Cleveland Cavaliers I did come across this audio so here's Steve Cohen on S&Y as we transition to baseball when asked if anything less than a World Series will be a disappointment
0: listen you know how hard it is to get into the World Series right I mean as we saw last year right so the only thing you can do is put yourself in position where good things can happen You've got to make the playoffs you got to be uh, the team's got to be healthy it's got to be rested it's got to be ready to go and then you let the chips fall where they may and if you keep putting yourself there, one day we'll get there, okay? Obviously, I'd love it sooner than later, but,
1: you know, I can't control that. Huh? So the question that was asked, if anything less in a World Series will be a disappointment? The answer, he did not give was yes, it will be a disappointment. So found that a little startling. Uh, but maybe my guy, Dave Rothenberg, who does an excellent job on his morning show, DPH on Rothenberg, you can hear every morning from 6 to 10, will put Steve Cohen in his place because, yes, anything less than a World Series should be a disappointment, right, Dave?
2: And maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you look at the Mets, you're like, God, if they don't get to here, if they don't get to the World Series this year, it's a failure. But if they don't get there this year or next year or the year after that or the year after that, now it becomes a failure.
1: Okay, so now we're 0-2 for on the question of if anything less than the World Series will be a disappointment. Here is is the truth. The expectations for the Mets have to be that of winning the World Series. Uh, The idea that there is some accepted worst-case scenario that does not include at least getting to the Championship Series, to me, is so wrong. Uh, Because this is a team that is now in year three of that five-year window that Steve Cohen gave them to win it all. So if not— now, then when I look at Pocota and they're giving you the the second best record in baseball, I'll look at Vegas and you've got the third best odds tied with the third best odds with the Yankees and Braves to win the championship. So, you know, when are you going to win the World Series? And I, I'm already hearing guys calling to the station talking about Manny Machado. Guys, we have an entire season to play. And leading up to the season, we see what the projections are. Uh, I mentioned Pocota. Who's projected to to finish with the NL's best record? That would be the Mets. Who's projected to, you know, third place tied with the Yankees and Braves to, to, to win it all. That would be the Mets. So let's not pretend that fresh off of what I would call an embarrassment last year, finishing with 101 wins and winning one playoff game, let's not pretend that this year there isn't some pressure on you to make a lot of noise in the postseason. I'm not talking about winning one round. At, at the very least, get to the championship series. Maybe I'll even be aggressive and say get to the world series, or that's a, a disappointment with your $364 million Dollar payroll. Cut it out. It, all the money you're spending, all the noise around this team, it, and how it ended last year, yes. If you don't get to the World Series, to me, that is a disappointment. It's year three of this five-year window. We move to the Yankees, and they got a ton of question marks. Spring training right around the corner. Do we feel like they did everything in their power to address left field, third base? <sighs> I don't know, shortstop, because there's a lot of the same guys returning. Josh Donaldson, he's going to have a bounce-back season. Yeah, as he gets older, I have more confidence that he's going to return to the MVP that he was in 2014 almost a decade ago. IKF gave you nothing offensively from shortstop. It was very underwhelming defensively. You can give me all the, you know, Yankees spit out all these numbers about how great he was defensively. I watched the games he was not what you wanted him to be. And Aaron Hicks, uh, Joe Leo wants everyone to know he's going to have a bounce-back season. In order to have a bounce-back season, it means that on your resume, you were good at some point, and I just haven't seen it with Aaron Hicks. So uh, wake me up when the bounce-back is happening. I just don't see it. Uh, I I think that this is an injury-prone guy. He's very athletic, got a strong arm, but he just can't stay on the field, and he looks lost at the plate too often. So the Yankees have a ton of question marks. My fear is for for Yankee Universe is that we're going to enter this season, or we're going to be excited at the start of it, but then it's going to be like sleepwalking because we saw what was it, 52 and 18 through 70 games last year and you know got to the playoffs, struggled to beat the Guardians, got embarrassed by the Houston Astros. So we're getting to into that dangerous fandom territory of regular season really doesn't matter. I need to see you make some noise in the playoffs. I need to see you beat the Astros. Because what I keep seeing happening is you're winning a bunch of regular season games and then down go the Yankees to the Astros. Down go the Yankees to the Red Sox. Down go the Yankees to the Astros again. Down go the Yankees to the Rays. Down go the Yankees to the Astros. And it's like, well... Uh, what happened? Oh, they just lost to the better team. When are the Yankees going to be the better team? So that's that's what what it really comes down to this season. Get there, and the Houston lost Verlander. I still expect them to be a great team, but you got to big You got to break through. You have to have to break through. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I do want to touch on this uh, as uh, the Eric B. Enemy conversation. I'm so tired of hearing that lazy narrative surrounding him. He needs to prove himself because he wasn't the play caller under Andy Reid. He wasn't the play caller in 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 Kansas City. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just call it what it is, and that is that the NFL has an issue when it comes to hiring minority head coaches. How do we know that? Well, they admitted it by instituting the Rooney Rule with Eric Bieniemy's resume. How is he unqualified to be a head coach? Here is Eric Bieniemy's resume over the last 5 years. As the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, 5 straight AFC championship games. The quarterback has 2 MVPs in the regular season, 2 MVPs in the Super Bowl. They've got 3 Super Bowl appearances and then 2 um yeah, 3 Super Bowl appearances and the 2 championships to go with that. He's that bad of an in- interviewer that he can't get a head coaching job. Okay. So so Let's stretch this to his logic, furthest logical conclusion, and let's make it make sense. So he's good enough to interview for an offensive coordinator position, but somehow when we get to the head coaching position he's interviewing, he's just so tremendously bad at it. That that, that to me makes no sense, and now he's got to go to Washington with Sam Howell as his quarterback to prove himself. So Matt Nagy under Andy Reid had no problem getting a job. Doug Peterson under Andy Reid had no problem getting a job. Eric bien all of a sudden can't get a job. What's the difference? You figure it out. 800-919-3776. We are rolling. Hot fire potpourri as we get set to take over or hand over the baton to Larry Hardesty at the top of the hour. But we want to hear from you at 800-919-3776. Hit me up on Twitter, Ty D. Butler, Instagram as well. And we'll be right back right here on 98.7 ESPN.
3: I want a
0: championship, this. S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: At Midnight More on Twitter says, Jimmy G's won playoff games, been to two NFC title games won one of them Jimmy G's better than Derek Carr Jimmy G can't stay healthy and I have no idea what Jimmy G's going to look like outside of Kyle Shanahan's system I would much prefer Jimmy or I'd I much prefer Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo it, to me it's not even close someone else says LeBron's bad for the NBA because he made it so that the league is run by players his his absurd skill doesn't have an impact on that players in the NBA don't even seem to be interested in the NBA why should I be? The last part I get, like, if if it's hard for us to take your regular season seriously if you as players aren't going to do that, I'm just not going to blame LeBron for that. Hot fire potpourri. <laughs> I'm not going to blame LeBron for guys not taking the regular season seriously. He he made it so that the league's run by players. Uh, yes. was Did he have a part in player empowerment? Absolutely. But... Uh, I I don't know that the player empowerment part player empowerment part is what's hurting the league. I just think that this 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 allegiance to well you got to get these guys right. We see it in baseball. It's it's not as magnified because the the season is so long. But baseball is doing the load managing thing too. And, and I just don't think it's good for the product. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Harvey is in the studio, but also in Florida. How about that? So let's talk to Harvey. What up?
0: Hey, Ty. How are you?
1: Doing well, man. What's up?
0: Well, you're doing a very nice job, by the way.
1: Thank and you, man. I appreciate nice that. Job. Really appreciate it. Very that.
0: nice. Uh, very, very nice. Now, I do respectfully disagree with you okay. about Aaron Rodgers. As
1: long as you do uh, it respectfully, yeah. that's fine.
0: And I respect your gentleman. Um, You do. Um, Here's here's my take on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's a four-time MVP guy. Yes, he's had a brilliant career with a lot of talent. He used to be able to even run great. He could do everything. However, you're not getting that Aaron Rodgers tie. You're getting the 39 going on 40-year-old Rodgers. And uh, last year, his packet team won four games in a row. Mm-hmm. They were one win away from making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was at home at Lambeau Field, playing a a dome team, the Detroit Lions, out on the grass in the cold in Lambeau, a team that is ranked as the worst defense in the whole NFL. Yep. Terrible defense. He only tied He only got one touchdown. Yeah, Rogers. They lost. They lost the game twenty to sixteen. He threw three bad picks. Something he never would have done a couple of years ago. Never, never, never. I think he's getting old. I don't think he's nearly as good as he was even two or three years ago. And the Jets are a a young, upcoming team, Ty. Uh, And this regime is building this team through the draft. They've had some, except for Zach Wilson. Uh, They've had just a great draft. And unfortunately, they didn't have a quarterback and you can't. You got to see the big picture. You want to trade a number one pick this year, the 13th pick in the draft, plus more, to get this older guy, uh, and you got to pay him 58 million dollars. This will stall and set back the Jets' progress if they make that deal. And if you look at Derek Carr, he's not great. We know he's not great, but he's compared to what the Jets had last year. Yeah, he's great. Um, his his passer rating for his career is 92, which is a good NFL passer rating. Forget this year because he had Josh McDaniel, who I think is a horrible head coach. He, he was terrible with Denver when he had that job. He was mm-hmm. a total failure. The only thing Josh McDaniel did, Ty, was build a name as an offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick. Yeah. and Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Brady. was just, Ty, you could have coached that team. <laughs> Come on,
1: you know that. Listen <laughs> for Harvey.
0: Time, you got two minutes. You got to go 80 yards. I mean, you know, I mean, that's his claim to fame. You're the guy. So, Carl never had a good defense with the Raiders. He had some really bad defenses. This year, I throw out because of McDaniel. If you look at his career, the year before, he threw for 4,800 yards. What jet quarterback? that we have now, could even approach that type
1: of yardage. No, I hear you, Harvey, and I appreciate the call. I appreciate the call. Look, you, you make all the points that I would be making for Derek Carr had Aaron Rodgers not been an option. So I get it. You don't have to sell me on Carr. I I would take him. It's just I won't take him over Aaron. And and, and you uh, just to correct one thing, you said Rodgers threw three interceptions in that Lions game. He only threw one pick in that game. Now, last year he threw 12 overall, and that's – an aberration, because what we know about him is he doesn't turn the ball over. In fact, coming into last year, had the best touchdown-to-interception uh, interception ratio in NFL history. So you know, to watch him just give the ball away like that, something was up. And was it his finger? Was it old age? Hopefully it was the injury, and it's not the old age, because it, it, like, it just— it, It doesn't come across to me that I'm watching a guy who is, yes, he is aging, but I don't think he's falling off a cliff. One year removed from the second leg of back to back MVPs, I I, I just refuse to believe that he's done. Now, if you're someone who's prioritizing draft capital, and I, I get that, you would rather have a guy, like if it were equal or closer to being equal, I would be with you. Keep the draft capital. Go, you know, go give the money to the quarterback who's. Just below Aaron Rodgers, but the 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 gap between those guys is uh, it's way too significant. Obed in Valley Stream, Obed, Obed, Obed.
2: How's it, man? Obed, yes, yes. How's it going, Todd? It's
1: going, it's going well, man. Talk to me.
2: All right, all right. No, I just had two quick points. If you could bear with me, so the first one, I was just agreeing with your take on uh, the the Aaron Rodgers thing. I think it's uh, kind of crazy that anyone thinks any differently at this point. As a Jet fan, you know uh, we've suffered long enough. So why not bring in someone who's obviously a future Hall of Famer, top top ten to top five to ten in the sport right now? You could say um, that'll obviously make us uh, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender. So why not? And then uh, my second point, and I know you didn't want to get into the the uh, whole Jordan Lebron debate, but I just want to throw this at you, get your thoughts, and then uh, I'll hang up and listen. Okay. So as far as you know, uh, uh, one of the biggest things that I think. Um, you know, it's tied to LeBron. You know, the points, assists, and all that. I I get all that and how great that is. And, and, you know, of course, that's something that no one's done. So you can obviously, you know, see why he's in the conversation. But my whole thing, or my point is, and I kind of want to get your thoughts, is longevity and consistency, I think, is is what ties a lot of LeBron's legendary or actually LeBron's case for uh, uh, the GOAT conversation. But to me, I see it as if you look at the top, the top 10 scorers, all-time scores in the NBA right now, only two of them did not play at least 19 seasons. And one of, them, two, uh, one of those is Michael Jordan, the other one is Will Chamberlain. So to me, it's kind of like I get the accumulation of stats and I get the whole fact of being able to put that up. But to me, it's, if someone was able to accomplish a lot more within the 15 seasons that they had versus the 20 that LeBron's currently on, kind of don't see the case to be made for him to be better
1: but you're only talking about championships when you say accomplished more i guess scoring well, well, titles well J- jordan's got 10 scoring titles to lebron's one he's right. got six championships to lebron's four he's got a defensive player of the year lebron doesn't have any though he probably should have won in 2013 but like what what are the other accomplishments you're talking about that jordan has over lebron in a shorter span?
2: Well, you can talk about the the amount of first team all defenses. You can talk about uh, the fact that Jordan has the high, the highest PER of all time. You can talk about the fact that you know Jordan's up uh, probably. I think he's number one all time in blocks for guards. You can talk about you know
1: just a bunch. I of think different- that might be Wade, but yeah, Jordan would be. It might be it might be Dwayne Wade, I, I, but yeah, Jordan's definitely like up there.
2: Yeah, so like to me, it's only like I always see it as, and I get though. And if you want to take championships away, cause I know that's one of the sticking points which to me is kind of crazy because we never talked about championships in this light until it became a LeBron-Jordan argument. We always (laughs) talked about as the bear-all be-all. You can ask Chuck, you can ask a bunch of these guys if they would trade some of their stats for rings, and they'll be the first to sign up for that. But that aside, I think if you look at it from just take away the championship ring, Jordan has accomplished more in 15 seasons than what LeBron has accomplished in 20. While staying with one team, not bouncing around playing with a bunch of different other Hall of Famers, and you know LeBron has played with a litany of those. Uh, Jordan stick with uh, so to me, it's kind of like I I don't know I don't I, I get LeBron's longevity, his stats, his accumulation has put him in the conversation. But you know when people come on and they say you know far fa- uh, far and away Jordan, I kind of see it. You know in a sense that the man was able to accomplish so much in 15 seasons, and you know LeBron's still still chasing him at 20. So I know I've been talking for a while. I'll hang up and listen to your response. Well, I appreciate the
1: call. I listen. I you can say that you you think Jordan's better. It's it's close. It's a conversation. Anyone who's pretending it's not a conversation, I think is being disingenuous. Uh, as far as accomplishments go, it's like people only people ignore Jordan's career prior to him winning the championship in 1990. Like people act like his career started in 1990. They don't bring up. How how, you know the first three years he's getting bounced in the first round? He actually made the playoffs one. The Bulls were like thirty and fifty-two one year, and he made the playoffs. They don't bring up the losses in the playoffs. They just bring up six and zero. And look, if you want to say he's better defensively at at his peak, sure. Jordan has the hardware. All defensive team, defensive player of the year. Absolutely, it's close though. It's it's close. I don't I don't think you can say it's far and away. One side or the other. LeBron's bigger, faster, stronger. And as far as, well, he never bounced around from team to team. He didn't have to because he had the Hall of Famers on his team. and He had the greatest coach of all time on his sidelines. Like, we really expected LeBron to stay in Cleveland. Like, the Cavs, their their idea of... Let's put a competitive or contending team around LeBron James, was going out there and acquiring washed Antoine Jameson. We were expecting him to win with that roster. So, yes, he goes to, to Miami. He, he wins a couple championships, comes back home. He's got Kyrie and Love. They win a title, goes to LA and wins with Anthony Davis. He, he had to leave Cleveland because this that team simply wasn't good enough. And if everyone's telling him he has to win a championship, Go out there and put yourself in in best position to win a championship. We are badly up against the clock. 800-919-3776. We return in a moment right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: like once you play it out sounds ridiculous look being 6-0 in the finals is an unbelievable feat Unbelievable. I just don't think that it's the end-all, be-all. And, and saying because LeBron's lost six times in the finals. That ends the conversation because then you're arguing that it would be better for LeBron to have lost earlier in the playoffs than to be good enough to get his team to the championship round and lose. But uh, I love that that caller didn't actually bring that up. Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock, 800 We go to Livingston to talk to Brett. What up, Brett? Brett.
3: Hey, Ty, uh, long-time listener. Shout-out to the company. Um, Thank you, the, the future ESPN Radio. You you got a really smooth voice. Thank you, but, man. Um, I'll, I'll get to my point. Um, getting back to the to Yankee talk, I don't want to sound like the spoiled Yankee fan, but you look at this team, and you got huge holes at left field, shortstop, and third base. And, like, as much as... Michael K and everybody else wants to say that uh, Josh Donaldson's a stud at third base. Like the guy's got a, not a single Gold Glove at the position. His batting average is plummeting. He's got no power, and I haven't even begun talking about the questions at uh, closer. And I I just feel like this team got so hot in the first half of the season last year, and judges all 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 decade performance all generational performance that we're looking at a 90 to a 90 to 93 win team max i feel like and i just wanted to hear your thoughts on that
1: well brett i appreciate the call and listen if all of the the question marks are answered in the negative then you might be looking at 90 to 93 wins because if if clay holmes is this pitcher in the second half uh, if, if Clay Holmes this year is the same pitcher he was in the second half of the Yankees, then they're blowing a lot of games, and now you're having to rely on other guys who don't necessarily have that closing experience. As far as Donaldson is concerned, I got tired of watching him at at, at the bat and, and and Boone batting him fifth in big playoff games where he's gonna come to the mat, uh, gonna come to the plate with runners on every time. And he just kept striking out, and, and on top of that, he was you know pimping fly balls that were caught or, you know, pimping balls that hit the wall, and he ends up on first base. So it was just a complete turn off for me last year. He's older. Uh, just because he doesn't have a gold glove doesn't mean he isn't an excellent third baseman. I still think that defensively he brings it, but offensively, you're right. He, he was lost last year. I have no expectation for him. And then when your shortstop's not hitting home run, you can't have the left side of your infield just not give you any type of power. And Aaron Hicks in left field. So, yeah, you're right. They got a lot of question marks. And it was masked by Judge having an historic season, carried them. But low-key, last 101 games of the year, that's a large sample size. Last 101 games of the year last year, Yankees. 50-51, 50-51, and 51, so you have every reason to be concerned. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. In Jersey is where Mel is. We talked to Mel.
5: Hey, what up, Ty? So, man, uh, New York, hardest place for a star to come. If Aaron Rodgers did come here to say we did get to the AFC championship game, even the Super Bowl, that next Monday, man, we're going to wake up in the media, the newspapers, everybody's going to call up and he's going to be treated like Spider-Man. You know no matter We lost, we lost, we didn't get the championship. New York is a championship or bust town. So with that, and, you know, I say that because we just had, like, two of the top ten players in the NBA here, and they wasn't treated the best. So, you know, if you got to just give up, if you if it's just money, and, you know, you think that you can get to, to the same place that you could get with uh, Aaron Rodgers and David Carr, um, you know, um, if they get to if they get got the same potential, then I think you should just get Carr, You know, but if, if you think that you know Aaron Rodgers could get you over that hump, get the championship. But if you fall short, you know I don't think it's worth giving up everything to get him.
1: Yeah, so I guess we and I appreciate the call. Where we fundamentally disagree is on what the ceiling is for this team with with Rodgers as opposed to Carr. I think Rodgers can gets you into contention are they going to win a super bowl with the chiefs and Bengals in a way i don't know i hope so but if the jets next year lose in arrowhead in the afc title game i don't think the media is ripping rogers unless like he threw like three picks and he's the reason they lost but if it simply comes down to the chiefs and mahomes were the better team i don't think he's getting destroyed at all uh, yes, it is a championship-robust town, but when you're the Jets and you haven't made the playoffs in 12 years, you get to the AFC Championship game, I, I don't think anyone's destroying you. We go to Haslund and talk to Ryan. What's up, Ryan?
0: Hi, what's going on? So back to LeBron and um, uh, Jordan debate. Now, if you switch them out in their prime for you know his two three beats and then LeBron going, what, nine, ten in the finals, straight, I think LeBron could do what he did back then, but I don't know if Jordan could do what LeBron
6: did now.
1: Yeah, so Jordan wins 2011 against the Mavs. Jordan's not melting down in the finals the way LeBron did. Uh, there is a question yeah. as to whether Jordan wins the 2016 championship, uh, the three-one Cavs, the uh, Cavs down three-one to the Warriors. That like, could he have yeah. been? Could he have been? What LeBron was on both ends, rebound. LeBron led everyone in that 2015 series in points, rebounds, blocks, assists. Like it was something crazy like that. He was the scariest player in the world at that time. (laughs) Like it was crazy. So it's a legitimate question. I I think that Jordan, uh, so again, I think Jordan is not melting down in 2011 against the Mavs like LeBron did. But I don't know if he gets 2016, to be honest. I don't know if Jordan gets 2016. What do you think?
3: Uh, my thing is the competition level is
0: just a little bit different than it was back then. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, I mean,
6: when you think about like who he had on his team and whatnot, but, but overall, I think the competition is just so much faster, so much more accurate, so
0: much, just, just an entirely different crew. But I think, do you think that, that LeBron could go back
6: in time and take Jordan's spot during those two repeats and do the same thing? (sighs)
1: <sighs> Would he, Could he do the same thing? I mean, he's, he'd, be,
4: he'd be so
2: dominant, though. Yeah. He'd be the biggest man
1: on the court. I, I, I think he could. The only thing, and I appreciate the call, Ryan. The only thing that you have to... So when we do this exercise, the, the why I struggle is the, the biggest blemish on LeBron's career is 2011. So we have to assume that still happens. Like, we can't just take that away from him because we're putting him in a different decade. Uh, the way the Mavs, the Mavs weren't some all-time great team. They just had a solid game plan against LeBron, who really didn't have uh, any post presence and any moves outside of, you know, shooting jumpers and driving to the lane and getting fouled. So I don't know if I can take that away from, I don't know if I can take that away from his resume, but it's a, it's a fair question. Jersey City is where we go to talk to Dave. What up, Dave?
6: I, I would like to say I like Jordan. Jordan is, I think Jordan is a better player than LeBron and then I'm wondering why Kobe is being forgotten and forgotten in this conversation because Kobe was in a way surpassing Jordan and then he had like a, a situation that took place that brought him down a little bit but um LeBron is not a better player than Michael Jordan I hate to say it, and LeBron should honestly tell the world that he's not. That's <laughs> so that's what the boils down LeBron to. He's should, not. He's no. He's not better than Jordan. You think
1: LeBron should hold like hold a press conference should, tomorrow and announce. You know what, guys? I'm not better than yeah,
6: Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He should. He should tell them why he let Kevin Durant tear his tail up in that finals. Kevin I mean, Durant tore him up in that finals. <laughs>
1: I like Kevin Durant. Look, I'm a KD fan, but KD has Steph, Clay, and Draymond.
6: You like LeBron, and I like that you like LeBron, but LeBron is not better than Jordan. And you're you're a journalist. I'm just a fan.
1: I'm not a journalist.
6: Yes, you are. You're in media. That doesn't
1: mean I'm a journalist.
6: You can spin the narrative. You can spin the narrative. Pick the narrative. Two TVs. I'm watching Jordan. I'm not watching LeBron. <laughs>
1: okay.
6: Yeah. I, I, okay, I, two TVs. I'm watching Jordan. I'm yeah. not watching LeBron.
1: I know. That's the metric we use, Dave. I appreciate the call. We we go to Dave in Jersey City, and how we actually analyze who the greatest player of all time is is we give him two televisions, and we see who he has on his TV. Listen, if you want to see Jordan's better, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm not going to. Rip you and destroy you, it's fair. It's it's close. It's close. We we can have different opinions. We can go back and forth on it. You brought up Kobe. Kobe's my favorite all-time player. And I think that had it not, it's, it's so interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Had it not been for the Achilles injury in 2013, so that's year 17 for Kobe, he actually was on pace to pass Kareem all-time and scoring, And then we would be watching LeBron a couple of years from now pass Kobe for number one. If Kobe doesn't have that Achilles injury, and then subsequently hurt his shoulder, and then his knee he was never the same after, after the Achilles injury. Uh, but he's my favorite player of all time. It's all fun. You know, it's it's opinion. We can all go back and forth. The Jordan fans are going to come out. The LeBron fans are going to come out. But. Uh, I'm not a journalist. I'm a talk show host, and I get paid to give my opinion. So uh, I think LeBron's better. You think MJ's better. We wrap up the show next. Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on
1: 98.7 ESPN. I'm ready for my blessing. I'm ready for my miracle. You know what that would be, Harvey? My blessing and my miracle? My miracle. You know what that would be for me? Blessing
2: and miracle. BNM. What is it?
1: Uh, We need Schefter at some point in the next seventy-two hours. Breaking news: Aaron Rodgers headed to the Jets. That would be a nice little blessing and miracle. I think we deserve it. Who's we? Us. Us as Jet fans. Okay. We deserve prosperity. I mean, I'm not a Jets fan, but no, uh, you're a Giants fan. I'm saying we. I'm speaking for the Jet universe. I'm speaking for Gain Green.
2: Well, you you have a chance of staying up for this more than me because if you have kids.
1: Uh yeah, I've got some offspring, so they can, you know, witness certain things. But I'm just saying, like, you've seen your team win Super Bowls. I'm happy for you. But what at, you? I'm, I, I, at some point. The Super Bowl thing, like I've got a witness. I've seen the the Lakers win championships. Seen the Yankees win championships. I've you know never seen the Jets really. I haven't even seen the Jets get to a Super Bowl.
2: Would you take a a full night of no sleep and your kids crying for Adam Schefter to break the news?
1: <laughs> that <laughs> That's Aaron a good Rodgers. question, man. Like that, that is a phenomenal question. I love where your head is at. Would I take a full night of no sleep? The kids, listen. The kids cry for like three straight minutes, and I'm already ready. <laughs> they cry for fun, I bet. I'm ready to just walk out the crib. So you're telling me I got to go a whole night of that? Whole night oh, bag, man. Big
2: bags under your eyes. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't do for anything. For
1: Rogers, uh, healthy. But how many? Cause like, do I get them for two years, three years, or is it just one year? Yeah, whatever you want. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, I was I was gonna say. <laughs> What if you do that plus, uh, you know, a darkness retreat for 12 hours? <laughs> darkness retreat for 12 hours? I'll do that. What's wrong? A darkness retreat for just 12 hours? After after your kids are crying and you get no Oh, sleep. after my kids are crying, I'm going to need a darkness retreat for 12 hours. 800 Let's wrap up with these phone calls. Mike's in New Jersey. Mike, what's up? Hey, what's going on, bud? Uh, nothing much, man. Talk to me.
4: All right, so I want to join in on this debate with LeBron and Michael. And, you know, the two big things that I always keep on going back to, and again, you know, I was sitting courtside in the garden watching Michael play. Uh, I went to a couple games with LeBron. And, you know, I I can't find one aspect of the game that LeBron was absolutely better than Michael in. But I can find aspects of the game that Michael was completely better than LeBron in. And just for instance, two things come off the top of my mind. In a league back then, that was a completely defensive league, right? When Jordan played, it was all about defense. You come into the lane, you're gonna get hammered. You handshake this, that you had to really know how to score to be able to score. And Jordan had the scoring title Probably, I think it was seven times in his career. Ten. Ten, oh, okay, even better, Mm -hmm. right? You're making my point even better. LeBron James has the scoring title in his career. I'm pretty sure it was one, am I correct?
1: One time. But guess who's the the all-time leading scorer in NBA history? I'm sorry i got to cut this short just because we're up against the clock. I would love to continue this conversation with you, Mike. Uh, I'll be on again, and, and when you hear me, we, we can do this. I promise you that this is simply just me being up against the clock. I would love to have that conversation. Jordan, you want to say he's the better scorer? LeBron's got the all-time scoring title uh, over Jordan, over Kareem, over everyone. So I, and that's a, a, a tough argument to make. I will say this. I can't reveal when, but at some point this week, you will hear from me on a big-time show. On a big-time show. Can't say when, but you will hear from me. Ty Butler, thank you to all the callers, all the people on Twitter, Instagram, showing love, Joe and Harvey. Shout out to them. Larry Hardesty coming up next right here on 98.7 ESPN.